You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 360 podcast the podcast that focuses on the php programming language the surrounding community and the businesses we run on top of it i am your host eric van johnson and our sh- our show yeah sure our show our podcast whatever you want to call it is made a little better every week thanks to the help of a couple sponsors php storm honeybadger.io and php architect as well as several special supporters on Patreon. And we will discuss all of them a little later in the show. For now, is that it? Is that all you ever, is that all? I feel like I say more. Oh yeah, if you want to be part of the live show, the live stream, if if you want to participate in all this, you can join us in our Discord at discord.phpugly.com. There's chatter going back and forth all show long. If you're watching the live stream, that's what you see on the side there is the chatter in our Discord. But that Discord hangs around all week. And some great people in there helping each other out, just having discussions every day on what's happening. Great community. Very happy with the community we've built in the PHP Ugly Discord. As well as suggest titles. If you're in Discord, if this is your first time being a part of this and you're in our Discord, you can suggest titles by doing a bang title and then your title suggestion. You'll see other people suggesting titles as they go along. For now, I would like to introduce... John's already laughing. I don't know what I've missed already, but yeah. John Congdon. (laughs) I was just wondering if the show is ever going to (laughs) start. You're more than welcome to do the intros, John. <laughs> and Tom, right up. Hello, hello. Hey, Tom. <laughs> Happy you were able to join us. Very glad. It took a couple tries, but you know. So I don't understand for for those who don't who aren't part of the pre-show, which would be literally none of you. Tom struggles <laughs> every week to get into the studio. Because I don't know what it's Firefox, right? Something to do with Firefox. It just, I, if I retry it 10 times, sometimes it works. And if I retry it once, sometimes it works. And in this instance, it just never ended up working. I switched over to Chrome. So can I ask a question? Last week, when you were the first one in the studio, were you on Firefox? Yeah. And did it work right away? Or did yeah. you have to go in and out 17 times? No, it worked right away. Oh, and, does, and for me, it He works. doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know when it doesn't work. So oh, I really? logged in. Yeah, he I was see my there. video and everything. Oh, I didn't realize so that. Weird. I just know Eric always says, nope, not yet. And then kids, I, the kids are throwing me shade. You know what? No. Yeah. The, yeah kids so wouldn't do that, would they? Uh, a little bit. Wait, uh, I'm, I'm sure all they were doing is uh, demonstrating how you too can suggest show titles. I'm sure that's all they were doing. Good good job, SoCal kid. <laughs> light ring. I have a light ring. Friend of SoCal it's just, kid. It, it's just not on it. Oh, it is on. I, it's, it's on. I can in your glasses. 
Yep. There you go. How's that? Is that everybody better? Not bit. like we haven't been doing this for 360 shows. <laughs> ben, oh, like... Ben, Ben. Hey, Ben. Sorry, you're been here. You, you're, you're toots. Mastodon. Sorry, they're, they're called post. They're called post, John. No, they're called they're toots. toots. No, they're called post. They're nope, not they're farting. Toots. Trumpets. Yes, uh, I guess since. Ramsey did post on a public platform. We we can talk about it, but Ramsey's looking looking for his next adventure, looking for his next gig. So if you happen to know something, give Ramsey a ping in our Discord. Not like and like honestly, this is like the sort of talent you're going to want to snatch up pretty quickly because he's not going to sit around for long. I can promise you. I did pass your information on to peeps I know. See. If- if they're hiring, they're not. As of right now, they're not. Wish we could hire you for sure, but I right, already gave them that line. Not in a position. No, I, don't really I, want I to can give it. it too. I have a voice. I know you don't like when I use it. I don't. I really don't. All right. How, John, Tom, let's start with you. How was your week? It's been an interesting week going over a lot of post mortem for last week. Which is what went great. wrong last week? Not great. I don't think I, about anything. I had a deployment on Thursday and Friday that didn't go great. <laughs> that's that's all I'll say about that. Awesome. But John had asked me about getting a speed cube for my Rubik's cubing hobby I've taken up, and I felt like I, it was necessary to update you that yes, I did get a speed cube. It is so incredibly helpful and much much better than the original branded Rubik's Cube. I know, it's uh, crazy, right? Yeah. The only problem is uh, it's very colorful, cube. and I have a puppy. So this is what it looks like. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's that's going to be hard to figure out there, Tom. Yeah, it's actually impossible to figure out in, in the state that it's in. My My dog did find it and chew it up within five minutes of me leaving the room and coming back. It Speaking was of dogs. Current wife, if you happen to be around, I don't know where the dog is outside somewhere. So if you hear them barking, just mention in our Discord. I'll go get them. So it is. It is an unfortunate reality of having a puppy that things that are colorful or new will result in them being eaten. <laughs> so it is. It is unfortunate, but it, it makes such a huge difference. I I did time myself. Once before it got eaten, and I'm down to two minutes and 34 seconds. Before you give up and throw it across the room? <laughs> no, no, I, I solve it. But I couldn't get even close to that with one of the original ones. They're just, they're so wildly different. So I've got more coming. I've got another one coming in the mail tomorrow. Hopefully I'll remember not to leave it in the living room. How about you, John? How was your week? Oh, where do you start? Where do you work has been Monday? Let's see. No, shouldn't we start on Friday? No, just kidding. Had a couple of weird issues this week with work. Actually, pulled Eric into one of them today, where we have a we have a small client that, even though we tried firing them, they still pay us for some reason. And okay, we <laughs> we'll keep taking your money, I guess. The person that did most of the work on the project 
still around, but doesn't really work with us much. He's doing his own thing. So he's there if I need to ask questions, but he doesn't actually jump in when the, the client asks for something. So I have a cursory knowledge of what the application is supposed to do. As a general rule, we don't know what the client does, <laughs> which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Language barriers, other things. We built what they wanted. They're happy for the most part. But one of the things that the application does is there's a cron that fires a job. And because it's Laravel, I had to bring Eric in because it was driving me nuts. Cron runs Artisan to create a job, which goes to SQS. When that job gets run, it then creates possibly tens, hundreds, or thousands of additional jobs in SQS. And I'm like, why isn't this working all of a sudden? Like, there's usually no issues. I, there was an issue in the database with a status. I fixed that so that the UI was correct. But everything to me said it should be working. Stop the jobs, throw some debugging in there. And I was only getting debugging messages for the first job, not all the subsequent jobs that it was supposed to create. And I'm like, Eric, what am I doing wrong? This is driving me absolutely nuts. We're sitting there. What do we spend? Like almost an hour on it trying to figure it out. I and don't think it was that long, but yeah, it took a little bit. It, it, it took a while. What it ended up being was supervisor, which runs the jobs, stopped. Like the job failed enough times where supervisor gave up restarting. But the cron still kept going. So every minute of every day since supervisor stopped running, it created a job in SQS. <laughs> so there was this backlog of the initial job, which turned out to be 50 some thousand <laughs> jobs. <laughs> and now we owe $6 million, Tom. <laughs> You're mm. muted, Tom. But yeah, so that, seen that was happen. a fun one. That, that was a fun, <laughs> annoying one. The other weird one was yesterday. We're still in the process of upgrading to PHP 8, and we are right there on the cusp. Like It's live on almost every server. There's still a couple of 7.4 instances out there. But all of a sudden, we, we get a bug report through Honey Badger, and it's like there's this error happening. So we go and look at it, and there's three of us just trying to figure out what is going wrong. Why is... We're, the error we got was memcached constructor was not called. Trying to put data in the memcache, and we were following all of the code, made no sense. We could see the only way to create this object was through the constructor, and it just was driving me nuts. I was able to hack it enough to where it didn't happen, but it still made no sense. Again, spent a couple hours trying to figure it out. And it turns out the object that was going into memcache had memcache in it. So when we pulled it back out, it was then trying to change a value on it and then put it back in the cache. And I was like, nope, what? that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so caching things with, with state or with connections to something like memcache or your database doesn't work well. Bottom line. Yeah, so we were just, I can imagine. We were just caching poorly. 
It, but 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 this was working on the old version of MySQL, or this was just an unrelated. Unrelated. So it was throwing. It was in a very. It was in the admin section, so it's in something that doesn't get touched very often at all. So it was just happened that we we saw it as an. It was an a warning before warnings didn't get reported in the Honey Badger, so it was never seen. As we've cleaned things up in preparation for PHP 8, we're trying to increase the amount of data that goes into Honey Badger, you know, showing warnings, not just hiding them. So now we're seeing those. And in addition, in PHP 8.2, it became a full-on error. So definitely saw it. It's just a weird thing. Be careful with your serialization and unserialization. That's what it comes down to. You know, no I've had I, I've had an issue in the past of serializing an object and then changing the code, and that's another bad case that yeah. can happen. There was actually what do you mean? A, so the when you unserialize an object, it just rebuilds the object from the definition in the class, and if the definition in the class is different than the object that's in storage, then it throws an error. Right, you get so, an incomplete. Oh, really? We, yeah, so we get we get around this error because in the event sourcing stuff that we built, we always put a an underscore underscore serialize and unserialize method on those events mm-hmm. so that you have more control over it. So even if you change your object structure, you can still reconstruct it. And then if you were to change it, say you added a new field, you could put in a same default at that point if you don't have it. It's just a better practice. There's actually a, a good talk at Longhorn on serialization that I found useful if you wanted to go check that out while you still have access. Yeah, no, I don't care. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. Ben in, in our Discord says that you should not serialize things that shouldn't be serialized. And I wonder what he, you mean by that, Ben. But anything, anything with a connection. So value objects, perfect to serialize things like active records should not serialize. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. It's know what you're serializing. Don't just blind serialize things that have those connections, unless you know how to rebuild those. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Did you do that? I did not, but cool. So, all right, Eric, how about your week? I had a fantastic week. I've been coding. We talked about, I've had an interesting turn of events with my refactoring. Well, yeah, refactoring. We talked last week. I'm doing one of our clients. Depends on some OCR, uh, OCR service for their service. And that OCR service was making some changes to their business model. We went looking for another OCR service, found another one. And I was taking the opportunity to refactor the code base because the initial code base was just like a proof of concept. So now I'm like, I'm creating service providers. I'm abstracting things away. I've been having so much fun doing it. And something that was interesting that came up a few, I don't remember how long ago, but we had a discussion about how one of our, our mobile developer had started Base64 encoding the images before sending it to our our kind of API endpoint. 
Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it is the API endpoint was not designed to handle base64 encoding. Not that there was an issue with it, it just wasn't in scope. It wasn't part of the proof of concept and nobody thought to do it. And after having some conversations with the developer, he's like, yeah, you know, on the mobile device, it's just easier for me not to have to store a file and then go find that file and upload the file. If I can just keep it as a base64 encoded string, it's much more, it's much easier for me to manage a base64 encoded string than a physical file. I'm like, all right, cool. Cool, bro. I'm good with that. I, I'll I'll accommodate you. So I made a bunch of changes to the code base at that time to accommodate the base 64, and didn't really think much about it. And, and John and I, John and I had a little back and forth on you know what was there a valid reason for it. Well, it turns out as I'm refactoring the code base for this new service, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to upload the file and it keeps failing. And so I'm reading the API documentation. And it's like oh, yeah, it's got to be a base64 encoded string. I'm like, oh, okay, so I'll just base64 encode this file. And then I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I can just keep the whole thing base64 encoded now. I don't need a file anymore. (laughs) So it was, uh, I'm having such a blast. I feel like I'm probably abstracting away too much now, but. You can't stop me. You won't stop me. I can't be stopped. I'm a maniac. Uh, I'm real happy. I'm real happy with the way it's turning out. I'm just about, every time I think I'm done, I think of something else, like some new little tweak I wanted to do it. So that's where I was tonight. Like I was pretty much done. I'm like, yeah, no, I got I you know, I really want to do this other thing. So I started, I've already started down that path. I love coding so much. The only problem I have with coding is my, my days, my days just disappear. Like I, I have no control over time anymore. Mm-hmm. I sit down in the morning and then next thing I know, the current wife is coming down, letting me know she's going to work and I should probably get some sleep. <laughs> but you know what help would help us? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to segue here. Here's some, here's a, here's a, <laughs> here's a sponsor. Thanks to our friends at honeybadger.io for sponsoring this. Podcast. Monitoring like web development can be complicated. There are tons of tools and techniques, but you just want to know that your app is up and that your customers are happy. When your customers encounter a problem, you need clear, actionable intelligence, not walls of charts and reams of logs to tail. That's why they built HoneyBadger, the monitoring tool we always wanted. A tool that's there when you need it and gets out of your way when you don't, so that you can keep shipping code, know when critical errors occur, and which customers are affected. Respond instantly when your systems go down. Improve the health of your systems over time and fix problems before your customers can report them. HoneyBadger is the application health monitoring tool built for you. The developer who cares about a quality product and happy customers. Be the hero of your team and sign up for a free trial and start monitoring today at HoneyBadger.io. Setup takes as little as five minutes. See what you've been missing and fix it. Once again, that's www.honeybadger.io. Thank, Thank you, you Honey Badger. Badger. You know what I'm going to do? I, I'm what? going to see if the service we use to stream our our live show, I'm going to see if they have API endpoints. And if they do, 
I'm going to write a script that will randomly stream our sponsor ad. So, so we don't even know what's happening. It's just going to happen at some point, and they'll just cut over to it. It'll be so much easier. Looks like I had another great idea. NorCal Kid was in town, and I drove him back to the airport yesterday. And they were talking about a service they were using, and they were trying to remember if it had a feature where you could do like this flexible amount of time. So say for me, I I set aside time every morning to review emails, re- review sp- support tickets, and review comments on our YouTube channels. So each, each block, I, I just block off a half hour because that's the easiest thing to block off. But those times, those half hour blocks are actually very flexible. Like I can move them around. They, they're not really written in stone. It's not like it's a meeting. And so they were, the NorCal kid was saying, I think the service I'm using, and if they were using a service called Motion, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody uses Motion, let me know if this is something that you can do. But they thought that they could do these flexible blocks in Motion, which I guess is just like a calendar service, expensive as hell. And if somebody wants to schedule a meeting with you, like you can basically tell Motion, hey, People can still schedule meetings with me during this time. If they do, move this move this block around to another time of the day. I'm like, man, it would be awesome. I, I'm a to doist person. I do. I I'm a to doist maniac. I've been doing to doist for years. I'm the highest tier of Zen, whatever the hell it is. I would love to tie to do to do this into Calendly. Calendly, whatever it is, the the one where you can you can send it out and people can schedule meetings with you and they can see your availability. I would love to tie to do this into that, where it kind of does the same thing. It looks for free blocks on my calendar and says, "Okay, well, there's this free block here. I'll 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 schedule you to do it here, but not actually schedule it. You know, not not make it a." or schedule it as free time on my, on my calendar so that, you know, people can still schedule meetings, but that it's still on my calendar where I can see it. I I love that idea. If anybody knows of any service that does that, I would love to take a look at it. I mean, it sounds like motion is that. Yeah. Motion is so expensive. It's, it's it's absurd. Are we looking at the same thing? I mean, yeah, it's, a little crazy twelve dollars per user per month on a team plan so right, or eight dollars hundred and forty four a year right for a calendar yeah well I haven't looked yeah. at the use if all the features or anything yeah I mean that's a project management which you know you know how much I love my project management stuff yeah I don't know I'll get you into it one a day. calendar yes it was in discord that that's the service I'm talking about I would like to do is to tie into that so that it's it's able to kind of figure out where I have free time to to do things like my email reviews. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it looks looks cool, but like you said, I paying for enough services. I, I need to dial back on a few of those. I've been on that kick lately at home, just trying to go through everything. I'm actually using a different internet service right now. I'm actually using the same one we use for tech this year. The, the T-Mobile home internet, the little 5G modem thing. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I'm hoping this is working just fine. 
switch into that for now, trying doing their two week free trial here. It's Did you want to return it? Just do that that every month. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that'll work well. No, if it works well over the next week or so, I'll switch over. It's half the price of what I'm paying now for the cable. I'm just trying to find those those pennies here and there to to stop paying out. (laughs) Just crazy. Yeah, piracy. Yeah, I, I've been back on services as well. That, that's the thing is like, these streaming services. I was, talking about, I was talking to the current wave. It used to be when everything just started up, you could like do multiple streaming services and it was cheaper than cable. But now it's like every streaming service wants to charge you, you know, fifty bucks or ten bucks or twenty bucks a month. Like everybody's raising their prices to like as much as you're willing to pay for an entire cable bill. Like they're like, oh, that's and that's the ad tier too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's getting it's getting a little a little crazy. And I I watch so little of it. Well, that's not true. I I watch a lot of like I'm on heavy rotation of Big Bang Theory. Don't ask me why. It's like a <laughs> it's it's like a compulsion now because it's always on. Yeah, it literally there's there's twelve seasons and it just basically runs on an continuous loop in our house almost just because it's like it's I'm just disgusted. like one of those zone out things buttery that, brings up the pomodoro method when we're talking about time how you spend your time during a day and that's not just answering emails and stuff it, it's a great technique i wish i were better at doing that it's work set a timer for 25 minutes or so and you work you try and focus as hard as you can close everything else work for 25 and then st- actually get up walk away take a break for Mm-mm. for five nope i've given up on things like that i i do think those work for people especially people who like developers right if, if you're a paid developer like the people we pay to be developers on our team yeah that wor- that probably works great for them i i think that <laughs> i would encourage them to do that could you imagine eric's reaction if every 25 minutes the whole developer team just got up and left the room <laughs> <laughs> it would, it would I mean, they pretty be, much do anyways. Like, not be happy I'd just be that. happy if they come back. <laughs> but for, for, for for me personally, and I, you know, I imagine John would probably be in the same boat. But there, there's too many holes in the fire, and it's just too my, many my problem, is, going. my problem is is that focus, like trying to focus on something without bouncing around, and I I'll start something and then get pulled away by somebody else to look at something and then forget where I was at. And then I start a set another thing and like, it's just nonstop. And then you fact you, that's just the coding part. And then you get all the other aspects of our day to day, trying to make sure that emails are answered, which I haven't looked at in a couple of days. I should probably go look at that. Making sure products get shipped, making, <laughs> making sure right. accounting work is done, make sure magazines being edited, there's just so many things. Support tickets are being answered. Yeah, so was, that's what I meant. The email, the the support yeah. tickets. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I I would I wouldn't t- change it for anything. And we we definitely get the. I at least I feel like I I I get the other side of that too. Like yesterday, I spent a good 
three or four hours taking NorCal kid to the airport and you know, we get down there early, we go get breakfast and yeah, I didn't have to like worry about like asking permission or getting my stuff covered. It's just like, but it, you know, it's just like you take the good with the bad, right? There's how many nights have you and I stayed up, John, until one, two, three o'clock in the morning, getting the magazine out or working on the conference or, you know, it just goes both ways. I, I, I think that's the one thing I've gotten better at. I used to feel real guilty when I took time for myself to do stuff. And, and when I say do stuff, I'm not like talking, going to Disneyland. I talk, I'm talking about taking my kid to the airport or something. I, I used to feel very self-conscious about it, but I don't, I don't really anymore. And I, I'm not saying that in a mean way. I just, I realize how many hours I put into the company. Mm-hmm just on a regular basis and it's like i can't i i can't you know i'm not gonna feel guilty the time i do take away and you shouldn't i mean i i know how much you're putting in and getting done it's like take that time go do what you need to do right for sure all Um, right all right i'm gonna i feel no such guilt (laughs) just putting that out there (laughs) (laughs) i talked about the fact that i'm really close to being fully on PHP 8 with the big project I work on. And this month, or actually starting last week or so, there was this big push. So over the past year, there's been one person dedicated to really diving in to make sure we were PHP 8 ready using tools like PHP Stan to and Rector, making sure things were being caught. And it took a long time, but finally got confidence enough to, you know, put it in production. And the ops team did a great job of working with Canary releases, which I thought was, I mean, it's an obvious like way to do it when if you can. So, Does a Canary release imply what I think it implies? Yeah. Okay. Well, so. if, you, if you're talking about the Canary from from the cold days, right? Yeah, yeah, like like that's when you knew things were going bad. Is when the canary died. It's like everybody right. knew to get out of the out of the mine. Exactly. Yeah, that's basically the, how do you it, yeah. how do you so, apply that with code? So it's putting. So we have a a cluster of servers. So one of the environments there's like fifteen web servers running at any given time. It's putting a single PHP eight two instance in play, where most of them are seven four still. And you put that eight two in there, so it gets a little bit of the traffic. And that's when we turned on warnings and, you know, really dialed into Honey Badger checking for any errors and then jumping on them and fixing them as quick as you can. And then slowly ramping that up, adding a second server, a third server, and then dialing back to 7.4. So it's been a fun technique to just to get out there. But Andy Snell gave a great talk at Longhorn about because he is the one doing all this work, trying to make sure the code was both seven four and eight two compatible at the same time. That was that was one of the huge first steps. Yeah, you can also set a local environment variable like a cookie or something like that that allows you to switch into canary mode. So mm-hmm. when your stuff is in production you can only you only hit the canary environment. Well, I mean that's that's in the in your ops, right? In in your routing piece. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you, I mean, like there are setups we, where a cookie will trigger loading only the canary if there is a canary. Right. So, so, so we, we this, did it where it's just this, random. Yeah. Is, is this, is there a distinction between this and AB testing? Cause it sounds like AB testing to me. To a point, AB testing is more, you're focusing on a, a person goes only to a, and you want to see how they do, or a person only goes to B. With the canary release, it was there's like Tom was saying, there's different ways of doing it. We did it where any person, just any random request ended up on a random server. So it just hit the load balancer and it was distributed like any other request. Just a percentage of them hit the PHP 8.2 instance. The other hmm. way is segmenting your users and saying, okay. Eric, you're now going to be hitting our, our PHP 8 code, and I want to see how it reacts for you. So you can, you know, you could segment your lower tiered users, people that aren't, people that don't, you're not so worried about having the best uptime, right? Like if they hit the bugs, you'd rather it be them than your high pay, your high paying users. Mm-hmm. And so, and so you figure out, you know, find all the bugs, make sure it's all working as expected. Yeah. And canaries don't usually last very long either. It's just part of the deploy pipeline. Right. And and we, we've stepped on the gas. So he had it scheduled out through all of November. So it was going to be put one into this environment, one into this environment. And then once we start seeing, Oh, honey badger is not pinging us. We're (laughs) like, or We've solved all those things. It gives gave us the confidence to increase, increase. And now it's like, I think we're fully 8.2 except for our crons. And we have 7.4 and an 8.2 cron. And it's just a matter of slowly moving over those scripts because those are some of the oldest code going back a decade. And you don't want to screw up billing, right? <laughs> you want to make sure that runs. Right. So... I'm excited to actually be able to deploy 8.2 code here soon. That's kind of cool. Just like, in time for like 8.3. Learning new things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Got the 8.3 release manager in Discord. So, you know, he never does anything on time. We know that. We got, we got time. Don't worry. Oh. So mean. I know. Yeah. I, just, I, I, need, I need to be better at that. Oh. Eric, we we Eric Mann, excuse me, eight three release manager. We, I think we're we're now in a good state to start upgrading faster. We're still, I mean, a lot of our code is still, you know, came with us through PHP four up through five up through seven. So it was that's crazy getting, getting over some of those hurdles to get it to eight. And now I would love eight two to eight three would be easy. I'd love to do an see an audit both your client code base and my client code base and see what lines of code have not been changed since PHP four. Right. Cause I know, I know we both have probably lines of code in our respected code bases that have been around mm-hmm. since PHP four day. I th- the problem is the stuff that makes it PHP four has probably changed. My specific code base didn't get into Git until 2012. It was SVN before, 
and all the dates mm-hmm. say 2012. So I can't go back and say, okay, show me the oldest lines. Interesting. Yeah, that that is. But it, yeah. but it would be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know. What, how, I don't know how you do that, but yeah. Oh boy, Tom, you're being quiet. <laughs> no, I just uh, you guys are complaining about code bases and. Boy. Oh, you're, that's right. You're not a developer anymore. No, no, I'm project manager. No, I am a developer. I'm a technical lead, technically. <laughs> you're technically a technical lead. Yes. <sighs> so, John. Yes. I, I have things that you'd like to discuss. Please do. We are quickly approaching here in the U.S. the holiday known as the giving of thanks. And that is oh, next yeah. week. Yeah, no uh, no episode next week, I bet. I bet you are right. I will be in oh. no shape to, to record. Okay, fine. I mean, you, can, you no, guys can go for it. A belly full of tofurkey. No, no episode, that's fine. Okay, so I guess first thing, we will be taking next week off, everybody. We just took, like, we just took Longhorn off. I feel, now I'm feeling bad about taking time off again, Tom. You should. Jeez. I don't. Anyways, the week after that, and it happens to fall on a Thursday, is the 30th of November, which is the end of Call for Papers for Tech 2024. Yes, you should get your submissions in. We, <laughs> You know, I haven't looked to see how many we're at. I, that, I, was, but, I was hoping you, you had done that, and yeah, I should look no, at that as well. Well, yeah, I don't. We're doing all right. We are, we have we are a actually very, doing very dec- good. Very decent amount, but we want your submissions. Looking for keynotes. Hi, keynotes, Sarah. Yes. Yeah, keynotes would you, be would be key. What do you mean no and sponsors as well. Always always looking for sponsors. If anybody has any leads on sponsors, we would I'm starting to stress out a little bit about the sponsorship stuff. That is one thing we did walk away from Longhorn with. Some good contacts. Be nice to get something going there, but yeah, I'm getting a, getting stressed about sponsors again. I think yeah, I was I mean, in the I, same boat last year as well. Yep. Now I want to know from Sarah why she thinks Tofurky is a crime. I actually made my holiday oh. roast last night for the family, and my kids loved it. So we all actually have to tell you they don't like it. <laughs> have you met my kids? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I heard <laughs> some of the comments on the uh, vegan sushi weren't spectacular huh huh you did the vegan sushi yeah, last week what do, you mean, what do you mean more spectacular i thought you i what? thought you had said one of the kids didn't like it what the hell is oh, a one vegan of, sushi my my seven-year-old no, I don't didn't care. like it my seven-year-old what? didn't like it yeah not bad not bad on the submissions people good good numbers here i'd like I to see uh, it was good i'd like to see a few more unique speakers if a couple a few more people want to submit Another 13 unique speakers. I'll be real happy. We'll be in triple digits there. That'd be real good. Uh, Sarah, yes. To answer your question. What do you, what do you got against <laughs> Jesus, John? You're, you're such a racist. Swear to God. <laughs> what? What are we talking about? I'm trying to talk I'm... about, I'm trying to talk about tech, but everybody else seems to be wanting to talk about other stupid things. It was wants to know what we'd like to see in a keynote. I think it's pretty simple. Motivational talk 
you know, you know make trying people to get cry a woods i want to see you make people cry i don't want make, another crying I, I want i want people to feel something i want them to be happy that they're there excited about what they're learning excited about what they're going to do with what they've learned high energy is always good all right thanks sarah for submitting Kevin, I will need to look who that person is. Don't mean to sound ignorant, but I do not know the name. Hillel Wayne? Is that Bruce Wayne's brother? (laughs) That would be Batman. (laughs) True. I thought we were under the the belief that Batman was just a different person, that it was like a completely separate personality, not just an alter ego. What? See... I don't move on from Batman. Thank you. <laughs> so Kevin, I, well, I appreciate that suggestion. It looks like this person is a professional keynoter. And, and while I would love to be able to pay a professional where it's a community conference, it, it's usually somebody from the community that gets up and is, you know, gives that type of a talk. And we can't afford professionals. <laughs> there's, there's, That's why this that. podcast is not professional. Harry Mack listens says it right up front. Jesus. Although, you know, uh, if the Parmesan is free, I'd buy him I'd buy him a dinner. I'd buy I'd buy, buy, buy the Parmesan a dinner. I don't know if that would be the, the kind of talk you would aim for at tech. Don't tell me what I'm aiming for. It would just be like, yes, you know, PHP is great, but here's all the things that are wrong with it and better options. No, he loves PHP now. Have you not been watching? No, I saw, I saw. <laughs> he loves PHP now. I mean, we might as well just bring him into the herd, just just totally embrace him. So I'm going this weekend, by the way, if anybody was interested. I see nobody bothered to ask, but yeah, this weekend I'm getting my hearing aids. I'm a little, I'm a little self-conscious about it, yeah. but I'm going to, I'm just going to put it out there and, and just kind of get it out of the way. Yeah. I'm getting hearing aids this weekend. How, I just got to work with earbuds. Oh, they don't. <laughs> They actually so this is the weird thing about it. I I don't know enough about it, so I I could be speaking completely off on some of this stuff. So first thing, it has Bluetooth, right? So it actually works as earbuds. And the 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 ones I'm getting, the Bluetooth doesn't cancel out the hearing aid aspect of it. So that I'm hearing my music when people talk to me, I can still hear them yeah. if I choose to. But the really cool thing about it, and I noticed this on the Mac today, as a matter of fact, I forget what it was called. I'd have to go look for it again. It was under accessibilities. But the person who was explaining to me the earbuds, they're like, do you go to like concerts or do you go see musicals or you know anything like that? Do you ever go to like auditoriums? And I thought they were going to explain to me that, hey, you can you can have it like listen like different modes, like listen different modes, which it, it can do. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I go to, to quite a few conferences and this and that. You know, I go to movies. He's like, okay, so these have a feature where I guess this there's this standard now that they can tie directly into the sound system of the auditorium, and. Oh. The Mac had, I saw something like that on the Mac today. I'll look for it as I'm talking where it said, Hey, do you have a hearing aid? Well, you know, you can enable this and the Mac will, it will just connect. It's not Bluetooth. It was called something else. Accessibility here under accessibilities. 
hearing devices. There's hearing devices. It says pair, pair MFI hearing aid. MFI. I don't know what that means. But yeah, it, it just like, I guess it's like a, I don't know, mere f- field communication or it, uh, it does are paired in Bluetooth settings. Other hearing aids are paired in Bluetooth settings. So this is different than Bluetooth. Bring devices within range of the Mac to complete pairing. So I'm so, hoping this is that. Well, that begs the question, is there something we can do at tech for that? So I, I guess we have something to learn now since you'll have that. That would be a, a probably, I wonder if Tim would know that. Tim seems to be the audio guy, audio video guy. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering. Hmm. Yeah. I got my, so, I got my hearing disablers this week. I got uh, what's that a pair of these loop earplugs. NorCal Kid uses NorCal Kid and NorCal Kid's partner uses loop ear earplugs. They they kept raving about them. Yeah. For what do you for what? I mean, why are they so good and what are we using them for? They're used to function normally in loud environments like bars and and concerts and stuff. It's it's a neurodivergent or or neuro non-typical thing <clears throat> so people people who are sensitive to loud noises really like these things kevin asked if we're planning to have a virtual option for php tech we did this year there's no reason we won't next year we paid for the equipment <laughs> so we would prefer to have you in person but yes there will be a virtual option as well we should probably uh, enable that at some point. Yeah. Oh, I keep meaning to 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 remove the tickets for the virtual item virtual for twenty twenty three. Got to do that. I'll do that this weekend. Butter. Yeah, we bought the equipment from the previous owner, so we we got kind of everything around the conference, kind of in a, a single bundle. If you must know the details, I will give you a spreadsheet of all the. Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, it, it, we it have more bills TVs to pay. Come on, we have bills go. to pay. Go. It's already. Go. Is it do really it. already ten o'clock? What? Yes, do it. Thanks to JetBrains and PHP Storm for partnering with us. PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. Whether you're a newcomer or it's just been a hot minute since your last dive-in. There's never been a better time to revisit. With a slick, clean new UI, blazing speed enhancements, and a richer toolkit, it's transforming the way we code. It's time to start coding like a professional. Visit jetbrains.com forward slash PHP storm and kick off your 30 day free trial. Code smarter, not harder. Thank you. Thank you, PHP storm. Thank you. PHP Storm, how long did you have that message in, in, in our private chat? Uh, not long. It was only a, a couple of minutes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, when, so, I think it was right right at 50 minutes in Restream. I was like, oh, we got to do that. <laughs> so, John, we, we, have a, we have a private chat, which we almost never use. We, we, I'm surprised John didn't tell me to run it in Discord, but he knows I don't watch Discord. <laughs> And John, John had said, like, "Hey, basically, message like, hey, are we running jet brains? I don't know. Are we doing this? What's up?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Butter is asking about the renting all that equipment. 
And seriously, renting equipment for an event, if you're, I'm sure if you're a big event company, it might work out. You could probably, you probably know where to squeeze the AV company at a hotel or whatever. But what they charge for a single day is like the cost of a brand new item. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's completely insane. And the Wi-Fi too. Yeah, the problem with owning it is you got to store it and transport it. But outside of that, it's like we've got three tracks, three days. The the cost of all of that equipment for rental fees is, is crazy. Yeah, I, I go back and forth on it. I'm like, if we had the money, I would love to pay somebody to do it. But I also kind of enjoyed last year, you know, working, especially t- Tim. And uh, I'm sorry, what was the other person's name? Not Scott, Jack. not Steve, not Jack. Jimmy, Jerry, Jack. Yeah, Tim and Scott. And Scott, wait, Jack? <laughs> Jim, wait, Jack. <laughs> Tim and Jack uh, were great. And I, I had such, I learned so much and had such a good time setting things up, but it was also frustrating because we had, we already had enough things to worry about. Like I didn't want to have to worry about that, but like once we got it set up and got everything running, it was like, Oh, that, that was fun. That was cool. We have a fight going on in discord right now. Tabs versus faces. Oh wait, no dark mode versus light mode. Dark yeah. mode. Light mode is awful. I, I don't understand how somebody could possibly want to do that to themselves. Come to the dark side. We have cookies. Yeah, I, everything's dark for me. It's one of the first things I do for all my things. I know I know there are people of the other camp who have their reasons, and, you know, they're just wrong. And it's just those have to go through life knowing they're wrong. I'm just, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Uh, Brent from the PHP Storm, Stitcher.io, actually did a whole video series. I don't know if it's a series or a single video on why light mode is better. And I went back to light mode for, I think, a day, and I was like, no, can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I tried. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I tried listening to people and taking things, and it just didn't work. I mean, it used to be when you, do, when you did presentations, it made sense to go to light mode, but like dark mode has gotten so good that that's not even a requirement anymore. Dark mode. It depends. If, if you have the, you need to make sure you have the right font size, the right font color to present. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the hard part. Matter of fact, I, I've become a JetBrains font user as well for all my terminals and everything. I use the JetBrains font. Just nice. I didn't know, nice I didn't know they had a JetBrains font. Oh yeah, JetBrains has a JetBrains font. Yeah, they just they understand developers, man. That's all there is to it. All right, you guys keep talking. I just I'm going to pull up our supporters on Patreon, let them know how much we appreciate them, and thank you very much for for supporting us month after month. For really, I, I really don't know what's wrong with y'all, but I do we do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Eric, you oh. need to talk to your you, you need to talk to your kid. Colin, Sarah, disgusting. That's just wrong. <sighs> Which one? What? Yeah, yeah, they can they can fight it out. I need to get my kids to 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 attack just so everybody can meet meet them. NorCal, SoCal, make them making them wear those as name badges. Somebody had brought up something that you and I have actually talked about in the past, John. And uh, I don't mean to call you out on this. I didn't prepare you for this, but the 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 idea of having Patreon levels or Patreon 
maybe a different Patreon account for PHP Architect that would include things like, you know, a subscription to the magazine, maybe, you know, some stickers or something. I don't know. As opposed to, for whatever reason, them buying the magazine directly from from the site. But what they what they said is basically the same the same kind of model that we had for Ugly, where it's like, oh, you know, just like a dollar or so, just for principle. I mean, like, how do you feel about that? I, like, I feel weird enough that we're doing it for PHP Ugly, but how do you feel about that? I don't think you do it for a commercial entity like PHP Architect. You do it for mm-hmm. content. I think. I think it's a content creator, which is how we started this many years ago, right? Yes, mm-hmm. we have a company, but <clears throat> it's more about the show, PHP Ugly, and the, our community here. Not for, mm-hmm. I don't think, for PHP Architects. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I mean, that's, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You definitely don't have the final say. Matter of fact, I don't even know if you have any say sometimes. Uh, <laughs> That's so true. Just like to like, let you think you're in charge every now and then. Plausible deniability for when the lawyers come for us. Speaking right. of lawyers. What? It's been a, been a bad been week for this whole show. I haven't had a whole lot to bring out. It's You've got a whole trunk list I know. that I've been excited about on some of these things, but... It's been a bad, bad week for Crypto Bros. Sam Bankman-Fried oh, right. has gone found guilty of all counts in his trial and will probably never see natural light again. <laughs> no. uh, sentencing I, is... You think it's going to be that big of a thing for, for him? Yeah, stealing a billion dollars is pretty bad. I, I bet you... I bet you... I mean, it's white collar, man. They They don't... They don't... They don't do any real time i don't know i mean like all each count is a pretty serious one and i think it's seven counts so, so. for the lay person that doesn't know crypto not me i mean i know all this stuff i get it but sure who sure. is who is sam bankman friedel lay so he <laughs> he was the ftx guy again for the lay people what is ftx ftx was a crypto exchange that was also a sort of a loaning operation. Well, in if you watch like sports or anything, like they had like a ton of big names. Yeah, like Matt Damon FTX. is getting sued over FTX. Yeah, yep. the Larry David did a commercial for him. You know, a lot of lot of big stuff. They were big in the Super Bowl last year, but it turns out that they had a sister company called Alameda Holdings, which all of the money that was deposited into FTX could be accessed by Alameda Holdings and was just being spent and sort of the 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 big problem was that they had fundamentally lied about how much money they had how secure it was and where it was being spent so they, well, they, they also, had this they- slush fund this like backup fund that had x amount of money in it to cover everyone's transactions so that Nothing could happen that that people would just lose money, but it turns out that the display for that fund, how much was currently in that fund, was just total number of deposits or total deposit amount times random number. Like yeah. it was completely just a fake number, and that such an account never had any money in it, and all of it was being spent by Sam Bangman Fried and his girlfriend. 
Well, what what was hysterical about Bangman was that, like his base, basically his defense was, I I really don't don't understand any of this stuff. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. going on. I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening. It's like, wait, what? That's <laughs> crazy. Sorry, I just the I just shared the the YouTube link to what I'm assuming is the Legal Eagle coverage you were talking about. Is that it? I'm gonna watch that later. Yeah, Legal Eagle gives a great. Great coverage of this. I mean, legal everything Legal Eagle does is really great. Yeah, he's, he's well, today. I learned about Legal Eagle. Thanks for sharing that before. Well, oh, have you share not all seen of my subscribe channels? I have amazing. Also, look yeah. up Carl Jobs. He's great. Video uh, yeah, game legal stuff. Eagle is, is pretty awesome. You, you, you can definitely go back and watch a bunch of his stuff. First show, Carl Jobs. Is that what you said? Jobst. J J O B S T. There was also an arrest of. Executives behind SafeMoon. SafeMoon is another security, you know, crypto thing. And they basically took deposits that they told investors were safe and locked up and took out $200 million to buy stuff for themselves. And yeah, it it turns out that like virtual currency in a virtual bank is virtually secure. <laughs> what was what, that called? Safe Moon. Safe Moon. And then yeah. get ready for charges on WeWork, one that I'm sure people are familiar with. Never understood what WeWork was. WeWork it's, it's a was co-working. Yeah, it's a co-working space. So if you're a remote worker and need to get out of the house, you could just go to a WeWork office. And I was actually I previously worked at an employer who had a WeWork subscription. So if I needed to get out of the house. I could just go to one of their buildings. They they had a $47 billion value at one point. And just before filing bankruptcy this week, they were valued at $45 million. Wow. And it turns out that the CEO... That's a couple, couple of zeros. Yeah, there, the, there's, there's a movie on this, right? What, there is. The it's, called, it's called WeWork, right? Or something? Uh, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a Netflix documentary, Rework, or the making and breaking of a 47 billion dollar unicorn. And it turns out that the CEO Adam Newman was doing things like selling his own buildings, like selling rent to buildings he owned to his own company, and other very very shady practices that basically netted him a huge amount of money, but ate the company alive. So, yeah, it's. It was one of those things that people thought was a brilliant idea and an example of Silicon Valley really nailing a, a new concept, and it tragically crashed and burned. Well, it, yeah. I mean, the people running it were kind of kooky, right? Yeah. Yeah, the husband-wife team, they they were a little nutty. So the, the concept itself wasn't a terrible concept. They just... They thought that they thought of themselves as artists and like they were they were like this you know tier above other people and ba- basically they started using it as their own personal piggy bank as well and yeah it I I don't I wouldn't knock like the the concept of co working facilities in general the WeWork it was just just done very poorly by some very bad people yeah. And then it was another bad 
bad week for a non-tech company, but an interesting one that I know a lot of tech people were looking at. Is the, the Las, Woods, another good title. God the Las it, Vegas, the Las Vegas Sphere. Are you guys familiar with that at all? Oh, yeah. I want to see this so bad. I so do I. It looks really interesting. I want to see it. It's not a sphere. Yeah, it's not a complete sphere. Jesus Christ! But it it lost about a hundred million dollars in its first quarter. Yeah, no kidding. It probably it cost billions of dollars to build. Like how but the like, hell? I don't, I don't understand how they didn't expect that. So the CTO right. immediately <laughs> exactly. quit. Like the CTO oh, really? immediately quit. This is, it's only been for what, four months that since this thing was finished. Yeah. It's a technological marvel for sure. Right. But like they can't figure out how to make money with it. Now it seats 18,000 people inside as a music venue, but they're not making money off of it. I, it's unbelievable that that such a thing could possibly occur within four months of launching your gigantic Las Vegas eye. It's just a giant eyeball sometimes. It's very bizarre looking, and I definitely want to see it. But I, I mean, mean, I guess just like looking at it from the outside is enough for like one trip to Vegas. You don't bother going... Right. To see Maybe music. we need to see if they have a Black Friday sale. Maybe we can put the PHP Architect logo on it. Just like a Ooh. big elephant walking across into an A. Ding! Like the the intro we do to our videos. Just have that mm-hmm. pop up. I'm sure I'm sure we'll get a good uh, ROI on that. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> and finally, back to some tech stuff. There's going to be a lawsuit. I'm sure. Because 23andMe is now selling its DNA records to drug companies. That's awesome. That's super cool. Oh, great. GlaxoSmithKline will pay 23andMe $20 million for access to the genetic testing company's vast trove of consumer data, extending a five-year collaboration that's allowed the drug maker to mine genetic data as it researches new medications. You know, I... I think I can one up you on the doom and gloom there, Tom. That was that oh, was a good yeah. one. That was a good doom and gloom. I mean, yes, I mean, uh, that's a solid one since we haven't had one in a while. I guess became like apparent or like common knowledge now that Amazon has been giving law enforcement free reign their oh, yeah. video yeah. devices, so like ring cameras and things like that. They not only law enforcement, which you know, as a U.S. citizen, you're already kind of like. Oh, what are you doing? Like giving, like giving a law enforcement access to my yeah. ring camera? Aren't those the yeah. bad guys? But also anybody else who worked at Amazon, either as an employee or a contractor. Like there was like no security. I read about this. this. Yeah, they were sharing around clips of hot women in their bedrooms. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, 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 it's just like, it's such a violation of trust. And see, I get oh mocked for building, for building my own security camera data center in my office. No, let's be clear. You get but mocked because you're a goofy guy. Okay. I get mocked for that. <laughs> but one of my goofiness things has, has resulted in a secure personal storage. Ish. Secure, but yeah, better than ring. <laughs> Yeah, my camera's piped straight to my server, back everything up. That's great. I'm not I'm not dancing around in my underwear in my at my front door. 
I oh, am. Oh, this is not Dom. your front. I am. Yeah. First off, Google did this to to Eric once already. If if you look up Eric's place on Google Maps, you'll see him in his <laughs> bathrobe. <laughs> uh, no, but we do. But this, we have a ring. We have a ring cam inside our house. Yeah, this, this is, is not we, restricted to the the doorbells. Right. We have one that fo- fo- is focused on our, our back door for when the dog wants to come in, and we can see that the dog is at, at the back door. But I'm a free-spirited guy, John. You know, I I have no kids anymore. I'm just I'm just walking around. I'm doing I'm doing my yoga. You know, I hey, don't judge. Free, I wasn't you know, judging. Nude yoga. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy about this at all. I'm about to just go live in the woods again. And this again. time not running from law enforcement. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to go do it. <laughs> this time for fun. Yeah. All right. All right. It sounds like we are winding and, down. And well, so as, as, as Creasy, so I think, yeah, as Creasy uh, says here in I'm, the chat, I'm pushing through it. Yeah. Go if ahead. You're, I mean, this was something that, that I've heard a lot is if you're not paying Creasy? for the product, Creasy in Discord chat, discord.patreon.com. Okay, sure. If you're not paying for the product or if the product is super cheap, you are the product. And that's not even the case anymore. 23andMe is a full-priced service that's selling your data. Ring is a full-priced cloud camera system that you're paying for. These You not are cheap. no longer yeah, you are no longer safe by buying the expensive thing or using the paid service. They're still mm-hmm. going to sell your data. And and there's nothing in the law right now that can stop them. Yep. I have one last true, thing. True. If I don't get to it, Go it's ahead. gonna kill me. My earbuds are almost dead, so I'm gonna have to switch switch off if we don't end soon. Today, a very important announcement by Apple. They are opening up their chat platform to a global compatibility so that their iChat functionality iMessenger? They're opening up iMessenger? They're opening it up. They're going to start using, I believe it's called RCS. No way. Really? Right. That's that's what everybody else freaking uses. But now Apple's using it. it. It's going to be like the greatest thing. I can't tell you how irritated I get when I go (laughs) to the store and they're like, oh, Apple Pay? I'm like, no. Tap to pay. It's tap to pay. It's not Apple Pay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Apple has announced that next year they are bringing RCS support to the iPhone Oh, next uh, year! I'm super excited about that. Okay, I need, I need a, I need a Trello ad for that. I don't see a Trello ad. A Trello, a Trello card. Yes, uh, right here. It's right. Hold on, it's right, right I got it. here. Nine, nine, nine to five max. Is that what you're posting? Because that's what I got. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good job. Boom, boom, boom. That's awesome. I mean, it's only about freaking time, Apple. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Apple's really really turned some some heads lately with some of their decisions. I hate the fact. Oh, there goes there goes my headphones. I just said that. I hate the fact that Apple can just brag their feet and cripple freaking cripple technology and people just freaking embrace the hell out of them and then they they decide to do it like NFC for example. I'm like, oh, "Okay, we're going to do NFC, so now you can use Apple Pay." And now everybody calls it Apple Pay. And, and they still crippled it. it. Oh, my God. It irritates me. It is extremely irritating. But fortunately for all the people who are on iPhones, my Flipper Zero can just crash them and hard lock oh, really? them. So 
No, if they start bothering me, I just like it. Absolutely, iPhone 17. If you if you have an iPhone that has iPhone 17, I can just turn your phone off, and you have to do a hard reset to unlock it. I I I, I would have to see that. Actually, I I read that, but I yeah. no, I've I I've done it to my friend. She was very upset. Yeah, <laughs> it's not something you do just for fun. That'd be. You do. It's 100% something I do just for fun. Exactly what fun is. That's what yeah. fun means. All right. Are, is that it? Are we done? Have we got more stuff we're going to talk That's about? That's it. That's it. I'll leave I'm, it at that. You go. <laughs> You've got endless wireless headphones. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, uh, the, the, I, I will say, I, I was uh, using my, this one, this one. I was using yeah. my Google Pixels, which just, I like them because, you know, I, I look better without the earmuffs on, but man, the Bose sounds so good. Like just now, just switching it over. I'm like, Oh my God, it sounds so much better. All right. I was going to say something. Oh, anybody interested? We talked about it a little bit in the past, but John and I finalized a contract with a client that in the contract, we explicitly say that we will live stream the development of their stuff. So start looking for some live stream, probably over on the PHP Architect Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth? Nope. The PHP Architect YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed there, go over there, subscribe, you know, get notified for when we go do live coding. And if you're not subscribed to the PHP Ugly YouTube channel. You should probably do that as well. Also, John and I are getting very, very frustrated with our website, and we'll probably start live coding that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so, all very exciting things to happen in 2024. But for now... And, and you can judge us. We're okay with, with being judged. Yeah, yeah, perfectly okay with, with all that. Dude, I man, oh my gosh, with my rewrite of this OCR stuff, I, I'm I'm use I use DTOs, I use value objects, I'm using repositories, I'm, I mean I'm doing it all, man. I use custom service providers. It's so abstracted away and I can plug different things in now. I'm so excited about this. Well, in five so, years, that won't be the standard anymore. We're going to go back to functional coding, and yeah, that's true. Totally different again. Have you ever seen people use those x x x x x x? What's it called? Oh, he, you have a crisis. We broke him. No, what's it called? Existential existential languages. Have you seen those existential languages? No. We should talk about that next week. I mean, they're not like they're they're real languages. They do things, but they're not really meant for programming. They're meant more for like the the understanding, like a mind challenge of how you would do something. Hmm. Well, I'll try to find some good videos on that. And I was I was looking. I, I've been following people who do this. They're, they're like challenges almost. But I've been following people who do these for a while. And I, I saw a couple of good ones last couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll try to hunt those back down and we'll talk about them next week, maybe. But I'll totally forget too. But for now, if you're watching the live stream, feel free to hang out with us for PHP Ugly After Dark and get your title suggestions in. Uh, I think myself and A Woods are probably in the running for the, for the title so far. But for I know now, Sarah had a good one. If you're listening to audio podcasts, this is going to be an end of the line for you. I'm Eric. John. Tom. Keep it, Keep ugly. it ugly. 
One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric Yo, he's never on some average shit, you know Eric, he stays loud and passionate I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song Yo, shout the host name Thomas cause he's never wrong Yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet Unlike my freestyles which cause a riot I'm about to do it like this cause the people love me Shouts out to PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living? Web applications, okay I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.